You're listening to Healthcare Now Radio. Stand by for this just in the latest in healthcare innovation and technology trends with your HIT advisor, Justin Barnes. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to This Just In. I'm your host, Justin Barnes. In these half hour segments, I'll bring you the latest advancements in corporate strategy, innovation, public policy, and entrepreneurialism. As always, we're broadcasting from This Just In Studios on the Business Radio X Network, as well as the Healthcare Now Radio Network. For this episode, my 151st episode, we have a special guest, Kevin Thompson, CEO of a hot new company, Treadstone Capital. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. It's good to be here. So I, I'm actually very excited about the show, uh, but before we dive in, uh, give everybody kind of a little bit of a background um, because our uh, partnership has been circuitous here, but we first met through a mutual friend, Andrew Dennis, uh, here in, uh, in Atlanta. He put a dinner together uh, earlier this year and um, set us across from each other, and literally um, the moment you began to describe your business and how you operated your business, it was just, uh, it was phenomenal. It's, its you know, one of the best uh, probably initial success stories that I have heard in a very long time. And a lot of what you are deploying um, with your new business is what I had learned over the past 20 years. And, and you're pretty close to my age, so you've learned a lot through your, your years as well. But, um, right. But uh, all the best practices uh, that you're deploying and how you're starting your, your you know, going through uh, implementing processes and building on those processes and leading through best practices and focus on customer support and a focus on culture. Those are all best practices and strategies that I've had to deploy. I've had to learn through the years of hard knocks and building businesses and building companies, uh, but then also reaping the fruits of that discipline to labor. And so when you are going through, and I don't want to steal all of your thunder, but um, but uh, listening to you talk on how you are building your business, um, I just got really excited. So I'm really excited about this show. Uh, I've never done a show quite like this before, so I'm excited for it. All right. Well, I appreciate that. That's flattering stuff. <laughs> well, and also I think to, uh, to pump you up more, and, and certainly in full disclosure for my audience, um, I recently invested in Trendstone, uh, in Trendstone Capital, in, in Kevin's company, uh, because again, just uh, and this is my first investment in my life outside of healthcare and healthcare IT. So I think that says a lot there. And again, I probably would caution everybody to to not invest outside of your comfort zone. But just listening to you that night, meeting up with you and your partner Jason Brooks. Afterwards, a couple of times, bringing a couple of my angel investor friends for them to kind of kick the tires. Everybody just signed off and just said, hey, this, these guys know what they're doing. This business looks pretty solid. Uh, it's in the AR factoring uh, sector. So, again, very different from healthcare. But you are, what's really cool is you are applicable to other markets as well. And where you're building through best practices, you're, you are applicable to, to several industries. So, uh, and it's scalable. Uh, and so very, very cool. But I don't want to give too much away. I'm very excited to dive in because this show is going to be focused on business best, best practices, not really about AR factoring, because what you what you talk about and how you're building your business, it's applicable to any business, any vertical, any sector, um, anything that you want to build. 
because you just talk about fundamental best practices and how to start and build your company and achieve your goals on a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual basis. Is that correct? Yes. Very cool. All right. And I do want to say, we'll hopefully save a few minutes uh, to talk about Andrew, but I'll give him a quick plug only because he's the best real estate agent I've ever come across in my life. He's here in Atlanta. Uh, he's recently sold me a couple of investment properties. I believe he sold you your house, right? Recently? He did. He did. He did a very excellent job. The level of detail and the things that he did out of the scope of a normal realtor's work was uh, certainly appreciated. Yeah, I think we could actually do a show and maybe I will do a show with him just uh, individually, just because he, the amount of attention he gives to a customer, or the, how far he goes above and beyond the call of duty on what you would expect from an agent, um, even at the highest levels, he exceeds them. I mean, I saw him carrying a, a, literally a, uh, a washing machine back into a house that needed to go in the house last week. He had a picture of him. The guy literally does whatever <laughs> the customer needs so far above and beyond. Um, and even before I was a customer of his, he was, you know, offering to help with everything. He's the most generous, giving soul uh, that I've come across in a very long time. So props to, to Andrew uh, and his um, his real estate business here in Georgia. But let's dive over to you, Kevin. So tell us before sure. we dive into what some of your corporate best practices and, and why I'm so excited about the show. Tell us a little bit about you. Where'd you grow up? College, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I grew up in South Alabama. My dad was a commercial fisherman. You know, we're very blue collar, hardworking family. And uh, I spent a lot of summers working with him. And uh, I quickly learned that uh, that was not life for me, you know, mm -hmm. respectfully speaking. So after high school, uh, went to college and I wanted to go to Auburn University to study engineering. So I did, but you know, it turns out that I would never use my background in software. I actually ventured into the world of sales. I really thought that was, you know, a good fit for me. I wanted to mm -hmm. interface with people, not just a computer. So it kind of took me there. Yeah. So first of all, just for the record, you are an Alabama fan, correct? Not Auburn. Yeah. I didn't know we were going to talk about this. <laughs> it's just for, <laughs> it's an open show. Why don't we talk about anything? It's great. Yeah, that is kind of ironic. So I guess it's not as ironic that I'd never used, uh, my software background, it's ironic that I grew up a huge Alabama fan and ended up at Auburn. But, right. you know, my family was very happy for me to, to be in school and yeah. accomplishing something. So I understand. Well, actually, but we have a similar background story in a way. My family is manufacturing and roofing and I'm just manufacturing tons of different products. And I, I did the job for, I think, one summer. And I knew manufacturing was not for me. Nothing against manufacturing. It served my family phenomenally for 160 years and still cranking and it's all great. But um, I just uh, was very fortunate that I got steered more into the corporate world and then got a great job out of college and just kind of worked my butt off uh, since then. But I also went to the military and a lot of other things to kind of, uh, you know, be a proving ground for me and for what I had to accomplish. But, um, but we're right. similar backgrounds in that regard. But um, How'd you start with the Treadstone idea? Because again, it's it's really out of my purview, as I mentioned, AR factoring. But um, but give you know ten seconds on uh, on you know what Treadstone does, but also where the idea come from. Right. So we are and uh, we purchase accounts receivables. Uh, we help provide small businesses with working uh, cash flow capital to, so they can continue to help grow their business. Um, 
and how I came into this is I have a good friend uh, that was working in the factoring business and I was sitting with him actually I was doing his life insurance at the time and we struck up a conversation he was telling me about factoring and I kept listening to him and I understood that he was very knowledgeable about the space but what I also picked up was he was looking uh, maybe for something more at this point in his life um, maybe seeking other opportunities so the wheels in my head just started turning so after he left I I gathered some information I did my own due diligence um, and I honestly I could not find a reason why we shouldn't do this so the next time I met with him I pitched him on the idea of starting a business because you know I had started my own business just three years before and I'd never been more happy working for myself. Um, so we talked through what that meant to start a business and what we needed. Um, and after six, eight months of planning and preparation, we actually, we launched the company. Um, I ended up selling the insurance business that I just started three years prior to help kickstart the company in regards to capital. Uh, he dug deep uh, and provided some resources as well. And we also did a small investor round um, and then we're kind of off to the races. Very cool. So when I sat across from you at that dinner, you literally rattled off. I mean, you didn't realize what you're doing, but talking about, you know, 10 to 15, you know, what I knew to be best practice and how to be successful. So how, you know, what best practices that a highlight did you create um, and deploy to start your company off on the right footing? Because I want to kind of walk through these in segments because this shows me heavily focused on, you know, say 15 to 20 best practices that you deployed to get to the where you are right now in building your business. But let's start off a little bit. How'd you, you know, what, what did you deploy to create and deploy your business to start off with? Right. Well, initially and, and continuously, you know, it was important for us to create a smart, fun culture, you know, create a, a workplace where people wanted to learn mm -hmm. and people wanted to improve every day, you know, a place where people wanted to be part of building something great as well. Um, so we tried to hire in line with our vision. We wanted to get the right collection of people in here, you know, in order to build that culture. And something about culture is it, it just doesn't happen. Right. You know, it's something that you have to proactively work at. You have to create it. Um, so that was something initially right from the start that, um, you know, we were something we were angling for. Yeah. And when you mentioned that, uh, at that dinner that immediately made me think back to Greenway. We worked so hard on the culture um, and you, you, you have control of your culture to an extent, but it is, it's going to be who you are. It's going to be your leadership skills, your leadership style. That's all going to emit in your culture. Uh, and thankfully Correct. we had phenomenal, I had phenomenal partners at Greenway. And uh, I think we were ultimately extremely successful because of our culture, because with everybody rowing the boat in the same direction, everybody cared. They didn't go to work because they had to. They went to work because they wanted to. And that is a huge difference and differentiator, uh, I feel, in the market and, and on how you can be successful, at least, you know, more quickly than, than the other way. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's awesome. So before we dive into all the, the good stuff, because I know you're going to cover a lot of good best practices. Um, let's talk about some of the mistakes that you made in your early stages, because we all do it. If you've been an entrepreneur, you know, I think 20 to 30 percent of my listeners are entrepreneurs in some capacity. We all have made mistakes in the past. But uh, what were some of the ones that you specifically made? Yeah, a couple of those 
come to mind. Um, initially, we were trying to partner with different businesses to to gain referrals. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, referrals are great, uh, but we were going after the wrong type of uh, businesses. You know, we want what we figured out is, you know, we're going after these businesses, and they're like, yeah, hey, we'll send you referrals for a hundred bucks, and what happens to that guy? Mm -hmm. You know, when the next company off offers him $150, he's gone. Yeah. But also, they didn't really have the customer, you know, best interest in mind. Like for us, we learned that our vision in regards to the customer has to align. Our perspectives need to be the same. Um, you know, it's not how much you can make off of each individual customer. You know, it's about doing right by them and truly trying to make them successful. So once we found those type of partners, it really worked well for us. And those are long-term partnerships, you know, those aren't sold to the highest bidder. So I would say that was one mistake that we made. Um, the other was we were experimenting and uh, trying to self-deliver other ancillary services that our guys could use. But what we found is we were spreading ourselves too thin. Um, so we determined that it's better if we just focus on what we're really good at and mm -hmm. become great at that. And then later, when the timing is right, we can bring something else on, you know, and it was better to partner with people who could deliver those services if we found the right partner. So those are two things uh, where we, you know, we made mistakes, but we quickly learned from that and redirected our efforts. Yeah, see, and again, I think we touched a little bit on, on this also during our dinner is these are two things that are, again, all industries can learn from this. The very first one is I certainly did this. We we didn't take at Greenway. We didn't take on, and that was my my last big healthcare venture and my big last big healthcare exit, I should say as well. So that's why I focused a lot back on that because I was there for 12 years and that's a, lot, a big significant aspect of my life. But um, but we worked very hard to get the right customer and the right you know the right referral stream. It was not about every customer out there. We wanted to find the ones who are forward thinking. Um, we're ready for change, ready to navigate the future of healthcare using technology. You know, there's a, there's a mindset, uh, a leadership aspect that we wanted in each of our each of our customers. And so, finding those are the ones that we wanted. It wasn't about getting every customer. We wanted those because those tend to be the best fit to our culture. So, having your customer fit your culture very important. Um, certainly, when you're trying to build a you know a billion dollar business. And then also, the second part of not spreading yourself too thin in focus. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs. They just they just want to do everything. They want to solve every problem and do everything. And that's good because, you know, that, that's where your heart is. Um, it also, you feel you can probably make tons of money because I see all these revenue streams. But jack of all trades, master of none. It's better to much better to focus. And that was something that we had to learn also is, you know, we were, we were at Greenway focused on the ambulatory space. While the hospital space was this really large space, you know, 3x what the ambulatory space was. But you know what? We did really, really well at the ambulatory space. We did really, really well to three doctor groups all the way to 15 doctor groups. And so that's what we focused for right. 10 years. We made a bunch of money doing it, but we also, we were the very best in that market space. And that's what we wanted in the industry. And so focusing is, is critically important, not trying to do everything and be all things to everybody. So, right. Very cool. Um, so what, now let's dive over to some of the best practices. So, cause also I love about, you know, motivating teams. So what best practices and strategies have you deployed to motivate and lead your team successfully through your first year, year of business? Because now you're in your second year. So what have you done in the first year? Right. So I've got a little list here. So feel free to stop me and dive in. Um, 
but as a baseline, you know, we wanted to make sure that we provided proper benefits and incentives um, so we could keep our staff around long term. Um, we also, we wanted to recognize and reward effort. You know, everyone needs a little pat on the back or, mm-hmm. you know, if someone's doing something great, we wanted to make sure that they knew it. Um, we meet regularly uh, to promote idea sharing collectively and individually. Uh, we do not micromanage. I think it restricts the growth and the evolution of your staff. Um, Demotivates me as well. We also, yeah, correct. hundred percent. You know, I've been in jobs where that happened. So I've learned things over time and, and we've tried to deploy some of the things that I've learned uh, being on the other side of it into our business. Um, I was very fortunate to work for some really great people around some great people under some great people. So I took a, away a lot. Um, you know, another thing we do is we set very clear expectations. We hold everybody equally accountable and we include ourselves in that, Justin. We don't just mm-hmm. hold our staff accountable. My business partner now, we hold each other accountable in the same manner. Um, we lead by example and we follow through on everything. If we say, hey, uh, salesperson B, next month I'm going to buy you two monitors, you know, dual monitors or whatever, you know, yeah. whether big or small, we just continue to do what we say. Or if we say, hey, we're going to evaluate you within 90 days. And if you're exceeding, you know, our expectations, we're going to give you that raise early, you know, and if 30 days comes and they are, we do that. So we hold our word, which is very important. Um, here, if people make mistakes or errors, we try to use that as a learning or a teaching moment. You know, we don't we don't criticize. So we don't want to create an atmosphere where people are so scared to make mistakes and they work slow, you know. So we just use those opportunities to learn. Uh, other things we do is we celebrate the wins and milestones with our staff and down to the little things. You know, we also recognize and celebrate birthdays. Um, yeah. We're a small company now, but what we never really want to lose is a lot of those things that I just named. You know, once we get so big, we still want to continue to recognize and be close to our staff and things of that nature. So I never want to lose those things, no matter how, how big we get. It's, it's very important to me and my partner that those things stay intact. Yeah. And, and you know, as I mentioned, I invested in your company. I joined your board. And even walking out of the board meeting uh, last week, um, I see how you guys deploy, you know, these types of strategies and even how you um, employ them amongst yourselves and how, you know, even our conversations afterwards, you guys ran a, you guys, you ran a great board meeting, certainly for being your first one that you've officially done. But um, but you guys did a, did a great job. And I saw a lot of this emitting through your own behavior in mind what you instill in your employees. So it's just kind of cool how you right. guys deploy this. So what best practices have evolved from your first year into your second year? What's changed? Yeah, right. So we continuously work on our processes. Um, we know that we can always do better. We just don't settle like, hey, we have our processes in place. We try to improve there, always get better. Uh, what we also did is we reached out to others uh, for idea sharing, and we actually gained a mentor through that, which is very helpful. You know, we really wanted to get help in areas where we felt inadequate. Um, so we also, uh, another thing we did with our staff, we started utilizing daily and monthly audits to help reduce errors. Um, between the audit data and the production reports that we were running, we are actually able to create an efficiency efficiency rating for each staff, staff member 
And we're really just trying to promote a healthy competition, goal attainment type atmosphere. Um, we wanted it to have a positive effect, and that's how we kind of have pitched it and verbalized it to our staff. Um, other things we've done is we've set very clear expectations. We've been able to get better at predicting uh, and forecasting. So we've created very clear expectations for each person. Uh, we've communicated more to our staff about what our vision is, what our brand is, you know, and it's it's kind of become theirs as well. Yeah. No, I saw that. And I love uh, what you've been able to do with those daily and monthly audit reports um, and then also efficiency ratings to really keep everybody transparently knowing where they are and where they need to get to. So very, very right. cool. So um, we're actually running, you know, we're running through some good time here. But what what top 10 best practices do you feel would benefit my audience the most and that you lean on every day? Because this is what you will probably write a book on here soon. But go ahead and cover some of those items. Those <laughs> yes, we can collaborate on that. Um, yeah, some of the things I may have already mentioned, so I won't go too deep into those. So forgive me for that. Um, you know, again, you have to proactively work to create your culture and hire to it, you know. And it, and it starts from the top, as you mentioned, with yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you have to identify your weaknesses and truly be honest with yourself because once you do, you can go find the pieces that complement you, whether it's staff, whether it's a partner or a mentor. Um, seek we seek guidance. Collaborate with others. Don't find yourself on an island because you don't know what you don't know, and then. You never know what you're going to learn from speaking to someone, right? So, so true. again, I touched on earlier, recognize and reward the effort. You know, you got to incent your staff. Um, meet regularly with your staff. Remain accessible. Remain visible. Uh, they see us as we are working with them, right? Um, don't micromanage. Criticize. Uh, stunts or growth, as we mentioned earlier. Um, provide clear processes for people. Uh, create detailed work manuals. So a, a guy off the street could walk in and do the job. I know I'm reaching a little bit, but yeah, you kind of know where I'm going with that. Just very sure. detail oriented. Um, lead by example. Um, it was important uh, to me when I started this that I learned every position in the company. I could do every job. It helps me relate to my staff and it helps me understand uh, where they are. I mean, some of these jobs are really hard and it's I have a lot of respect, you know, for our account managers. It's it's not an easy job. Um, another thing that is, is really big and very, very important to us is always keep your customer's best interests in mind. You know, don't serve yours. You know, help them be as successful as possible, and they will pay dividends for, for much longer versus trying to get a short-term quick pop off your customers. Um, <laughs> those are those are probably the the top ten. We could we could go on, but we only have so much time. So, I'll uh, I'll send it back to you. Yeah, no, that was excellent because I mean, like I said, this this show is relevant to every sector. I focus most of my shows on healthcare, and eighty percent of my listeners are in the healthcare sector. But um, but everything you just walked through is a best practice and strategy for building a business in healthcare, transportation, mm -hmm. education. I don't care what sector you're in. Uh, logistics, you know, it's uh, AR factoring, financial. <laughs> it's uh, it's it certainly applies across yeah. a lot of platforms. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to, you know, I was really excited about this show. Uh, we were able to put it together and pull it off. Uh, and what's really cool is not only do you 
speak to this, but you live and breathe this every single day. And like I said, uh, I become personally friends with you. Uh, I work with you now just through the board um, of Treadstone. And so it's uh, it's really cool to see how you've uh, you've employed all of this in, in practice and the success that you're driving from it. I mean, your company for only being a little over a year old, you guys are doing really, really well. I mean, you're very profitable uh, and there's not too many businesses that, you know, how many, how many months you've been in business now? Is it 18, 17? We're 18 months going on 19, you know, and, and to your point, I guess we're kind of taking our advice because yeah. we reached out to you. We noticed that, you know, there was a void that you could fill and your wisdom has been uh, much appreciated and certainly we've benefited from it uh, a fair amount cool. so far. Thank you. Yeah, no. So I'm very happy. But in the closing couple of seconds here, I got about 30 seconds before I got to do my outro. I always like to ask this question of my guests. What is your favorite place to get or be inspired? That's a good question. Uh, and, you know, sometimes I can take information or inspiration from the oddest weird places. But mm -hmm. honestly, my family, you know, my girlfriend and my friends really inspire me the most. I'm just very grateful to have such good people in my life, supporting my ideas and my dreams. You know, my significant other has certainly provided uh, a lot of support for me, which is very important to entrepreneurs. They have to be very understanding because you put a lot of time and effort, you know, into your business and uh, you've got to have that support. So that's a fantastic answer, dude, because actually I feel the exact same way. I mean, my my wife has put up with a lot over the past 12 years of marriage and me building a couple of businesses and and uh, and then even you know my friends. I would say 40% of my friends are entrepreneurs. Maybe 50% are entrepreneurs and, and or own or start their own companies. And so you know, there I have tough days, but then I can call them and lean on them and, and you uh, for that matter as well. So um, very very cool. Well, Kevin, awesome. true pleasure, my friend, to have you on the show today. I want to have you back in the future, continue on with your best practices. I know this is going to be a highly rated show. You'll probably get over 10,000, 15,000 um, hits on this. So um, thank you very much for uh, for joining us today. And certainly thank you very much to everybody for taking the time out of your busy schedules to join us. Um, and as always, you can listen to us weekdays at 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific to hear our latest shows. You can always track me on Twitter at HIT Advisor and use the hashtag ThisJustInRadio so you can respond to your comments from the show. If you missed any of this episode or want to hear more, all of my shows are also posted on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Google Play, and TuneIn. You also can check out the new website that we just launched at JustinBarnes.com. Thanks, everyone. Have a terrific week.